Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How did your toxic person react to you when you cried? See, sometimes there's like varying and differences here of a narcissist or a toxic person that they'll watch you cry and they'll just like smirk. And they'll just like start to smile because it's almost like they enjoy seeing that pain. They enjoy seeing that pain of the other person and the pain that they caused. And it's almost like an enjoyment thing. There's also an aspect of narcissism where it just completely just shuts off. This is one you see a lot of times where a narcissist just completely shuts off. They just go completely gray rock to the other person, basically. They completely go stonewall and they don't interact. And the other person, you could be standing there looking the narcissist in the eyes and crying your eyes out and they just look at you. They look at you like they'd be staring at a wall and they don't do anything. They don't come for you. They don't smile. They don't cry. They don't tear up nothing. It's almost like you're looking at a shell of a person that's completely disconnected from any type of reality and you're sitting there crying and you have no clue why they're not interacting. Maybe you've been with a narcissist or the toxic person that you've been crying and all that does is amp up their rage. All that does is make them more upset, make them more mad, make them more frustrated of how dare you cry. How dare you show that emotion when I'm this way? Like, how dare you feel that way? And you see as the tears start to come out that the rage gets worse and worse and worse. So there's a couple different types of toxic people that interact with you when you cry. I've had personal experience with this because I've been the narcissist in my life And I struggle with this on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. So I'm in therapy every single week. And I struggle with this because I've been in this exact situation where my wife has been crying and I'm just completely blank. There's a part of me at times when it happened, when it happened in the past, there's a part of me that would just completely just go completely cold and stone cold and wouldn't do anything, wouldn't respond anything because I didn't know what to do. And part of it was because she's expressing emotion and I'm not sure how to connect with that. I don't have the empathy. I don't have the sympathy. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like, you're just crying. Like, I don't know how to fix this. Like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to be quiet and hopefully it'll just disappear and it'll wait out. That was me a lot of times. Then there's a lot of times that it was more of me being cold because my needs weren't being met. This typically would happen at night. We'd have an argument. We'd go to bed. She'd be lying, lying beside me, crying her eyes out, and I would go to sleep. And a lot of people were like, how in the world is that possible? Because in my head, it all has to revolve around me. In my head, my reality, my universe is based around me. So at that point, when it's getting late and I have to go to sleep because I have to work the next morning, 
I'm justifying everything that I have to do for my own sanity, for my own survival, for my own victim mentality. I have to do what I need to do to protect myself. So that means I need to get a good night's sleep. And that means regardless of how I treated this person, now they're crying. Now they want me to fix it. Now they want us to be better. Now like they're trying to figure it out, but they're just crying and everything. And I can't deal with that because that is not worth my time. That is not something that is worth the sleep that I need to go to my job and function and be the best person ever. Because it all goes about my image, my head, what I want. And as a narcissist, that is a focus on a day-to-day basis that a narcissist is doing and that I struggle with. And I've been in those situations where my wife has been crying. I've been in those situations where we've been in arguments and she's been crying and I don't react. I don't do anything. And sometimes it's just the aspect of I don't know what to do. And sometimes it's the aspect of me acknowledging your feelings would mean that I'd have to acknowledge that I caused them. And that's something that I don't feel like I'm capable of doing. You may ask why. Well, a narcissist acknowledging someone else's feelings at times can feel like they're validating the other person's feelings. Most people are like, okay, well, that's obvious. Like they should be validating the other person's feelings. Yeah, I get that. But from the narcissist perspective, if I validate your feelings, then I'm giving credibility to them. I'm validating. I'm saying, hey, what you're experiencing right now is true. But in my head, as the narcissist, I don't want what you're experiencing to be reality. I want what I'm experiencing to be reality. So as a result, I can't focus on your reality because that is too real. That is too near actual reality, and that's not something I want to be a part of. Hopefully you're following me. I'm not trying to like word salad you. I'm trying to give you an example. So like when my wife was crying, I didn't want to connect with that reality because if she's crying and I acknowledge, hey, she's crying. I have to acknowledge why is she crying? She's crying because I just yelled at her. If I have to acknowledge she's crying because I just yelled at her, then that means that I just did something that made my wife cry. What that means is I am not a perfect person. I am not a a great person. I am not a whole person. I'm not a healthy person. I'm a person that makes other people's cry. That makes me a bully. That makes me an abuser. I can't live with that concept. I can't live with that idea. So I need to shut that down. And so in the moment, how I need to shut that down is I either have to shut down the other person or I have to shut down myself. If there's not a solution where I can shut down the other person quickly, then I have to shut down myself. If I shut down myself, that's putting up the wall, that's putting up the barrier, that's putting up everything that says, hey, you are a bad person because of what you just did. Your actions were bad because of what you just did. That shuts that down so I don't have to acknowledge that, so I don't have to believe that, and I can live in the reality that I have created that I am a perfect or a good person. That's why you'll have a lot of narcissists that'll tell people, I'm a good person, Like, I'm really awesome. I'm a good person. Like, they'll say I'm a good person. They'll try to convince you. They'll try to convince themselves of that reality because they know by their actions, they know by their responses of what happens with other people that it's not true. But they have to convince it. So let's say with the narcissism, you've got the idea of the other person's crying and it doesn't stonewall. It makes the other person rage. It makes them more upset. So how do we get to that? Okay, you have to unplug a little bit and think from my perspective. Okay, so as a narcissist, my wife would get upset. 
Okay. Remember, we just talked about this. I can't acknowledge that she got upset because if I acknowledge it validates how she's feeling, it validates the reason why she's upset, and it validates the idea that it was my fault that she's upset. Now, cognitively, there's an idea that I know and I understand, hey, this is actually happening. I know that I'm the reason for her tears. So I have to figure out how can I shut that off really quick. If it's not getting shut off by me stonewalling, if that's not taking an effect and making it happen, then I have to shut her off. So how this works is then, as a narcissist, I would rage at my wife, yelling at her more, why can't we just fix the problem? Like, you're the problem. Like, it's just our communication. Like, if you would do this, this wouldn't be happening. You use the blame, everything like that, to yell at the other person. And what does it do? It doesn't fix anything, okay? Typically, it just makes it worse. So I say something, my wife cries, I get upset and I come back at it because I need to get her to stop crying because her crying is saying something about me. So in order to get her to stop crying, I try to yell because stonewalling wasn't working. Stonewalling didn't have her do anything. She just kept crying and it was just going on and on and on. So I have to say, okay, I have to stop her crying somehow. So then I start yelling at her. Does that help? No, not at all. Just makes her feel unsafe, insecure, and frustrated that she's getting put in a spot where I'm yelling at her feelings. So what happens is I yell at her and all that does is create more tension and she starts crying more or she starts getting anxiety attacks or panic attacks. I start yelling more and it creates more. And what happens here is as that more happens, the more crying, the more anxiety, the more panic, as all that happens, I see that and I see it come back at me. It's a cycle. I see that come back at me of like, I tried this, this didn't work, now it's coming back even more. Oh gosh, I'm trying this now and this didn't work, now it's even coming back even more. And all of a sudden, the feelings, the expression of feelings are raised up to such a high level, I'm like, forget this and just walk out. That's some of the concept of the narcissist and the rage and the stonewalling and how they interact when the other person is crying and is expressing emotions because a narcissist hasn't been taught, hasn't developed the idea of how to deal with those emotions. I mean, me growing up, but then even the couple years ago, the concept of emotions I thought was just bad. Like emotions are bad, period. Like don't have emotions. Or if you have emotions, you have good emotions, you have bad emotions, you have to police those, you have to keep them in check. And that thought process never really entered my mind about emotions, about other people's emotions, about other people's feelings because those didn't matter in my reality. Those didn't matter in my world. You might be dealing with someone like this. You might be dealing with a toxic person that you've seen as you cry, they just stand there and ignore you. Or they stand there and start screaming at you and yelling at you and that is an abusive relationship and you need to get help. You need to focus on your growth, your personal safety. You need to focus on you and developing you to be the best person possible. And typically that means in a toxic relationship, you need to set boundaries, consequences, or you need to leave. I'm not on this channel to bring hope to people of if you love your narcissist, they'll get better. No, because that's a bunch of BS. The only way a narcissist is going to get better is if they admit who they are and work consistently daily to bring about change in their lives to be the person that is better than the person they were the day before. If you like what you see here, please subscribe. I've been trying to build this channel and just bring out awareness about narcissism, how it works, how people think, and the people that are getting abused by it that sometimes don't even have a clue that it's happening. So subscribe. 
share this. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Would love to have you interact more with there. If you want, uh, listen to the podcast either on Apple, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. Would love to have you interact with there. Or if you can, go on to the NARC app. Download that. N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. And that's people on there that are in the in the fire, they're getting out of the fire, or they're being healed from the fire, and are getting to the place where they can acknowledge the truth and the facts about their situation and break free from the bonds and the fog that the narcissist has put on them. 